We have a guest on the line. We rarely do at the top of the hour, but he is so worth it. The one, the only, Congressman from Ohio, Jim Jordan. Congressman Jordan, great pleasure to have you on the show again. How are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm, I'm doing fine, Bill. Good to be with you. I uh, hope you're doing well uh, also. I am. I must say, um, I was very disappointed, and many people in this audience were extremely disappointed with the way that you were treated by some of your fellow Republicans when you were running for Speaker. We wanted you to become Speaker of the House. Uh, Not unhappy with Mike Johnson, but that's just, and politics is a rough and tumble business. I understand (laughs) all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, and 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 thanks for for your your help and, and support in that endeavor. Uh, but you're right, Mike Johnson's a great guy, good friend. I mean, Mike and Kelly, Polly and I, we went to uh, a few years ago. We went to Israel together. Uh, just super guy, Christian guy, solid individual who I think is uh, going to do a do a fine job. And and as you know, Bo, I mean, this this guy's an accomplished lawyer. Argued cases in front of the Supreme Court. Was chairman of our, you know, was on our committee. Uh, the Judiciary Committee, but chaired the, the subcommittee on the Constitution. Important, important subcommittee. And Mike did an outstanding job there. So, uh, you know, I think Michael, Michael do a, do a great job for, not just for us in the House, but more importantly for the country. Now, already the latest uh, bill to avert a government shutdown, the never ending threat of a government shutdown has passed. Do you have some people complaining? All oh, the Democrats were needed to uh, to pass the bill, et cetera, et cetera. But this, there is a, a, a wrinkle in this one. The usual playbook is that these uh, these continuing resolutions, these short-term deals, usually end up right around the Christmas holidays. Everyone takes off for Christmas. People are busy not paying attention. And then the spending gets crammed with, with whatever's going to come out of it with all sorts of projects that will never see the light of day that are huge money projects. This one does not do that. This measure takes us through the middle of January, and many people are hopeful that at at the end of this process, we will actually get something that resembles regular order where bills come through the committee, they go through a process, they are vetted before everything reaches, uh, and you have 12 appropriations bills that come. Do you you think that that is a possibility, or we're just going to continue running the government on these continuing resolutions and these short-term deals. Here is that it, it, it didn't, we don't have that typical big mega bus of a bill, one big ugly omnibus bill, uh, you know, on, on Christmas Eve. And, and you're right. It's when, when you do that, it's tough to get in there and, and find all the earmarks that politicians put in these these pieces of legislation so this is an effort to try to begin to try to break that i'm hopeful that it that it will um but what you know we'll have to wait and see because you know there's there's a lot of the democrats and senator schumer in the, in the senate who like the idea of having one big ugly bill and hiding things in there uh keeping things in there from the taxpayer but we'll have to wait and see let's let's hope we can get to the 12 individual bills or as many of those as possible and um uh, and, and do better policy for the American people. You also have said, you said on Sunday, that the House is going to make a decision on whether to bring charges of impeachment against Joe Biden by early next yeah. year. Yeah. what Can you fill us in on what's going on there now? So many, so many incremental pieces have dropped. You get another 200,000 found here in, yep. in loans with the brother. You have... 
You have all of this money dropping. A total, we're we're talking in excess of over twenty million dollars that has yeah. passed through hands and ended up in the Biden family. People don't understand why taxes haven't been paid on it. Yet you have Hunter Biden's lawyers today saying they want to subpoena Donald Trump and subpoena <laughs> Bill Barr. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bill um, Barr. So, uh, look, I, I think we, we have a few more people we need to depose. Hunter Biden, James Biden, uh, Kevin Morris, the, the, the individual who just stepped forward and paid a bunch of Hunter Biden's taxes for him. I think we need to talk to all Hunter Biden's business partners, Rob Walker, Eric Swearman. We need to get those in front of uh, the in for a deposition. So there's a few more people we need to talk to. We want to do that this calendar year and then get all the evidence and make a decision. Do we have what warrants actual articles of impeachment and moving to impeachment? Uh, and then, then if, if that passes the House, then, then obviously there's a trial in the Senate. But I think that's the logical, smart, constitutional way to do this, the fair way to do this, and that's what we've been proceeding. Now, I do believe the case is already pretty darn compelling, and I would argue it's still the heart of the matter is the, the, the story that's as old as time. you got a politician who takes particular actions that benefit his family financially, and then there's an effort to sweep it under the rug. And that's exactly what happened here. And the best way to tell this story, Bo, is, is to look at what Hunter Biden, Joe Biden did relative to Burisma. Four key facts. Number one, Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma. Number two, he is not qualified to be on the board. In fact, he said so himself in an ABC interview. Fact number three, that executives at Burisma, Burisma asked Hunter Biden, can you weigh in with your dad to help us with the pressure we are under in our country? Fact number four, Joe Biden does just that. And he tells the people in Ukraine tells the government, we will not give you the loan guarantee money that had already been approved unless you take certain actions with the prosecutor general's uh, office in Ukraine, the very people who were looking into uh, the Burisma executives. That all happened. That is exactly what happened. And then when they try to sweep it under the rug, that is the effort of David Weiss making sure that certain things, this investigation of Hunter Biden was slow walk, that they let the statute of limitations expire for the, for the, for the years that, he get, that Hunter Biden got the income from Burisma. So that is the basic story. And then you have all these additional facts that we can layer on top, particularly the money he received in the $200,000 check from, from, this, from, his, from his brother, the money that came to him via China, the CFC. So that's, that's the story. We just need to depose all the final witnesses and make sure we have the complete picture. Now, even if there isn't uh, an impeachment, do you think that there is enough for a criminal referral? Uh, we will see. Um, you know, the, 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 I think you face for, you know, we're in an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight duty. And so we continue to do that work and we'll just have to see. And if so, then, then we make it. We've made criminal referrals before for people who've come in front of Congress and, and not testified accurately and, and lied to Congress. But we'll have to see as we move through this whole process. Let me ask you another question, and I don't mean to put you on the spot with this one, but I'm just speaking for the grassroots people. I'm sure you hear from them. We we are kind of, many of us are just amazed. We look at things that have happened, for instance, uh, with the Hillary Clinton, in the Hillary Clinton years as Secretary of State, there is no dispute that she mismanaged classified information. There's no arguing that. She did. There's no arguing the fact that the uh, during the Obama administration, there was a gun running program, Fast and mm-hmm. Furious. We, there's no dispute on so many things on the left that seem to go unpunished. And yet you will see 
for instance, uh, Donald Trump dealing with this classified a document case that <clears throat> and uh, and other instances, and Joe Biden mishandled classified documents. There's no there's no arguing against that either. They were found in his garage in Delaware. Yet it yeah. seems that the only people that are ever held to account are on the Republican side for these issues. So we understand there's a two-tier justice system, but here's what I also want to know. Will there ever be some sort of reform that makes it ironclad rules? No, you can't have all these dozens and dozens of emails. If you're conducting government business, you have to conduct government business on in, in using government communications so that they all are subject to the sunshine laws. Yeah. <clears throat> no, a good question. It's a question we get a lot, and I, and I, I think it's a very important one. Uh, all we can do in the legislative branch is do oversight and then propose legislative solutions and or use, use you know, the power of the purse to limit what kind of money goes to some of these agencies that are engaged in this. You're right. There's a two-tiered system. There's a double standard. Uh, it's unfortunate. Now, here's the... Here's the good news um, that because we have done oversight and drawn attention to these, these issues, there's things are changing. Just sometimes the you know, sunlight changes behavior as well. And we're seeing that, uh, for example, the IRS announced three months ago that they will no longer be making unannounced visits to American citizens homes. And the commissioner at the IRS said, we're doing this for the safety of our agents. Baloney. They're doing this because we caught them knocking on Matt Taibbi's door at the very time he was testifying in front of the Judiciary Committee about the censorship from the federal government. And the FBI is trying to intimidate him knocking on his door. And we made a big issue of this. And now the FBI said we will no longer be doing that. Same thing is happening with these universities that we caught working with the government to censor Americans. And it was disproportionately censoring conservatives. These universities have been a number of stories now. Oh, it's costing us because the Judiciary Committee is investigating this activity, the research we're doing. And we're, we're trying to defend the First Amendment. But these, these universities are beginning to back off doing what they were doing, which is, again, a win for the First Amendment. So sometimes just the oversight itself can help remedy the situation we're still looking at legislation, but to hold specific people accountable, that has to come from the executive branch. That has to come from the Justice Department. And frankly, that's one of the reasons I think you uh, you need a Justice Department that's actually going to enforce the law equally amongst uh, the American people. Well, here's another question that just comes to mind in terms of oversight. I just, I'm stunned. Every time I see um, a Secretary Mayorkas or some of the other members of yeah. this administration testify, and... They have, it seems like they don't care that there's oversight uh, yeah. at all. You ask them specific questions about what's happening. They will not answer. They do not answer. And, of course, this idea that it is the, Civics 101, Congress does have oversight over these yep. executive branch agencies. How do you enforce this to actually make these guys do what it is or at least answer questions to duly represented, uh, duly elected representatives yeah. of the people's house. Yeah, you uh, you press when they're there. You press as hard as you can, which is what we do in our, our committee when we have those Mr. Ray or Mr. Mayorkas or, you know, Mr. Garland in front of our committee. Um, you, you do the best you can, but uh, you you can look at the power uh, that the legislative branch has over some of these uh, over the executive branch, which is the power of the purse, which is writing legislation, 
And of course, it's the impeachment power. And we're looking at all those 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 issues. Um, but the ultimate the ultimate check is Election Day every four years when you decide who is going to run the executive branch, who is going to be the commander in chief, who is going to be the chief executive of the of the executive branch of our government. And that is a critical election. Obviously, it's the most important election, I would argue. And of course, I am 100 percent behind President Trump and hope he's our next president where you get the right kind of. Remember, in just literally four years time, we have went, speaking of Mayorkas, we have went from a secure border under President Trump to no border under President Biden. And you can look at any policy area, Bill, and it's, it's been the same. We went from safe streets under President Trump to record levels of crime in the Biden administration. We went from stable prices to record inflation. We went, we went from $2 gas to $3, $4, $5 gas. We went from being respected because there was strength projected from the Oval Office under President Trump. We went from that to Joe Biden. And, of course, we've seen what we've been talking about, the weaponization of the federal government, these agencies against we the people. All that has happened under Joe Biden, and it's why you need a new executive. Uh, it's why you need a new president. And, of course, it's why we, I hope President Trump's our next, our next president. Me too. Well, Representative Jordan, thank you for spending so you much bet. time with us today. We love having you on. We'd like to keep in touch with you and see what's going okay. on, especially, you know, that there's, there's only one blessing to all of this, and that's you're still running the House Judiciary Committee, thankfully. <laughs> but boy, thank it you. sure would have been nice to have you as Speaker of the House. So, oh, thank you, who knows what the, the future holds? Yeah. Thank you, well, Representative Jim Jordan. You. Take care.